Hey, this is Craig Ferentino of Craig James Financial. Get ready for another financial report right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. It is time for the Craig James Financial Report with our man Craig Ferentino. Indeed, a certified wealth strategist extraordinaire and a president of the Craig James Financial Services located right in the heart of Melville, Broad Hollow Road. And please, ladies and gentlemen, check out the great website, CraigJamesFinancial.com. Mr. Ferentino, of course, is a registered representative offering securities advisory services through United Planets Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Craig James Financial Services, LLC, United Planets, unaffiliated. Dow lost about, what, 100 points yesterday? Very respectable number coming into a Wednesday, and especially with futures up a whole bunch of points, over 250, I believe, at this point in time. Mr. Ferentino, we hope for a uh, really good Wednesday. Let's see what happens. Good to have you, sir. Yes, good morning, Jay. How are you? Yes, it is good to have you, too. As you said, the U.S., you know, it's funny, the market was trading pretty much higher all day, and uh, just like in the last hour or so, just uh, entered into negative territory. They're really breaking a several-day streak. You know, the U.S. producer price index for demand was up six-tenths of performance, uh, six-tenths of a percent month over month in July, gaining for the first time in six months that the U.S. producer price index. Uh, small business optimism index uh, went down just a little bit negative, declining to 98.8 from a previous 100.6. I reported yesterday those numbers were going to come out. Uh, and in June, uh, Boeing lost another 43 orders for the 737 MAX planes in July, bringing the total cancellations uh, to, to close to 400 for the year. Boeing is a very large company employs a lot of people, so we we gotta keep an eye on that. Uh, U.S. Treasury prices, uh, bond prices fell as yields rose. So, I'll give you an example: the ten-year Treasury was at a 0.53, now it's at a 0.64, and the thirty-year Treasury yield closed higher to 1.33. Um, we closed the day down 105 points. The Nasdaq down 186 points. Very interesting. Uh, some analysis and what we're looking for today. As you know, uh, Jay, the futures are up uh, very strong today, 250 points uh, all across the board here on the Dow. And we're seeing that, uh, you know, it's, it's looking very good. Like, what's driving the market this morning? And uh, I'd like to say, well, maybe – Maybe we have a vice president pick on the other side. Not sure. I can't say that. Uh, I do know that uh, there seems to be a vaccine, vaccine in the air. So, uh, you know, what Oxford is doing through AstraZeneca or Moderna, you know, we're doing a 30,000 test. Uh, Russia is releasing a vaccine with testing, I don't know, a thousand people, some news like that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of, it's almost like a competition, which is great, a race for uh, the vaccine is is on. Um, you know, six large vaccine trials are in phase three trials. So it goes phase one, phase two, phase three. Uh, uh, after there are no phases, there is no such thing as a phase four trial, Jay. So phase four is reality. That's all of us. So we're in phase three trials on six of the 12 vaccine 
candidates. And so uh, very important to know because uh, we're not really trying to return to normal, but all the things that we've done to, uh, in terms of the economy, all the things that we've done to adapt may make us even stronger, leaner, more efficient, uh, and more productive for the future. That's why a lot of these, uh, a lot of this news is really sparking uh, with the markets. So uh, cyclical sectors like the financials, uh, energy, materials, industrials uh, have been leading the market while high-tech flyers now, which are the, S- the NASDAQ 100, which we've been talking about for the past few months, have been lagging since the record closed on Thursday. So uh, we're looking at this. Another interesting thing is that <clears throat> the equal-weighted S&P 500, your listeners may not hear that, but the, the S&P 500 is 500 of the largest companies on all stock exchanges. So the S&P 500 is a cap-weighted index, which means that the largest companies have more votes, sort of like how the U.S. Senate versus the U.S. House of Representatives work. The larger and more populous states have more uh, have more in the House of Representatives. New York's got thirty something, and California also maybe forty three. I think it is. So uh, we're a smaller state. So uh, Apple, Microsoft really dominate the S and P five hundred. When we look at that number, that's the number we're talking about. The equal weighted index uh, operates more like the Senate. There's still five hundred stocks. But each stock only represents, you know, uh, a vote. So when you when you weight, weight them equally, uh, what they're saying there is that the, the rally is so broad, meaning even smaller stocks in the S and P 500 are gaining. And so now you don't need the big people, you know, the big stocks to really tip the scale. We're getting such a broad-based rally that the equal weighted index has passed the S and P 500. And that's a big, you know, suggesting that a rotation, it's not just a couple of golden players that you picked in your portfolio. It's uh, a rotation to other companies that maybe not have come to the fore are coming to the fore. So really giving it, so how do we play that for investors? Uh, you really want to look at uh, a couple of things to make sure that uh, you're not just in the S&P 500, but you're, you're doing things that are more broad-based because the cycle is rotating out of the heavy, uh, uh, cap-weighted index stocks to more uh, more of just about a your average stock, even many of the ones here on Long Island that we know I'm not making a recommendation, but of course you know we have Henry Schein, we got Haynes, we got uh, you know we got, we got a big key company, we got other companies here on Long Island which are uh, Napco Security and Amityville, which makes locks for doors, uh, very very uh, some very very good turnaround. Of course, our Northrop Grumman. Uh, is big, and so we've got a lot of a uh, lot of industries here that they're starting to see uh, some light as well. That they've been a little sleepy lately, uh, particularly in the last, oh, I'd say, year or so. Um, and we're starting to see a rise across the board in a lot of these. So showing this is just all indicating a positive market going forward. And that's what I have, Jay. Looks good. You know, you mentioned the magic word is vaccine, Craig. No question, we're. The United States uh, inking, uh, what is it, a, a $1.5 billion deal now with Moderna for 100 million doses of uh, this vaccine. So, you know, whenever you have that type of news, and I know it came through late after the, a nice uh, a nice increase today, thus uh, what futures are going right now. 
Uh, but that's something to keep in mind. So you got a billion and a half deal riding with Moderna there. Stage three, they were at, right, as far as the vaccine. And the other piece of news I took was, uh, how about Tim Cook? Uh, with Apple stock yep. uh, just uh, elevating beyond, he has now become a billionaire. Nine years at the helm. I, I, you know, it's interesting. I saw the, um, <clears throat> the Apple movie, uh, Steve Jobs. Great movie, by the way. Sure. Great movie. Yes. With Michael, uh, I think Fassbender was in the lead. That's his name. Yes. Uh, and I really got into it. I really did. You know, you got to stay with a movie like that. Uh, and it's so interesting how they kind of, you know, grew and everything else. Mid-80s, the whole story. But Tim Cook uh, becoming a billionaire uh, yesterday. So that's that's a pretty good deal. 5% jump in the stock price last week and put its market value. I think it's near $2 trillion. So. Well done by Mr. Cook and company there, Craig. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and and <laughs> I, I don't want to throw any kind of, yes, he's, yeah, it's because the stock has gone up and he, he owns a lot of the stock. Uh, so I think he's done a fantastic job since Steve Jobs. Uh, so what new has come out from Steve Jobs? Okay, cricket. No, actually, the Apple Watch was probably the only release uh, since Steve Jobs. So he's playing it very conservative at Apple. But, you know, due to COVID, the demand for his product is extremely high. And therefore, uh, you're seeing a lot more uh, play on Apple and Microsoft and, and Dell and, and some of these chip companies because more and more people are working from home. Schools are working from home. Uh, you know, some, some school districts are staying home or doing some sort of hybrid strategy. And uh, so the demand for home computing, you know, the demand for servers, you just think of, I think there was, uh, I don't know, something like a 30% increase in data transmission uh, just since the COVID crisis. I mean, that's, you just think of all these uh, servers in specialized rooms uh, in some desert somewhere just getting hot because all the people are, you know, and 5G is supposed to use three times the amount of data that we're piping. So we're looking at uh, a lot of information. It is kudos to Tim Cook, but uh, at the same time, we got a lot more to go. We have a, we have a lot on the technology front that still hasn't, uh, you know, still hasn't come to the fore yet. We're waiting for that to happen. No question. Hopefully a good finish here on a Wednesday. It's in the right direction. Craig Ferentino, always a pleasure. Once again, check out the great website, CraigJamesFinancial.com. You have a good finish to your day, sir. We'll talk to you in the morning. Yes, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Jay. Have a good day.